<laughs> got my wine. We're sipping. Should we do a cheers and come in? I was screaming. Me too. I as well. Myself included. <laughs> so I have a lot of white friends. Coconut milk. Have you heard about that coconut milk? Shut your Chinese ass up. I miss the days when you were put into a little jail what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Mukbangable. <laughs> Unfortunately, it. Ray is still out of commission due to her incident for this full-length episode, though she's probably going to be making some continued appearances on the snacks. Or she might even co-host again next week. We'll see. Uh, fortunately, we are joined by a very special guest today. He's a good friend of mine. We go way back. We've known each other since kindergarten. We were teammates on various baseball teams through high school. He is currently a minor league pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. He recorded 183 strikeouts this past season, which if it's not a record, it's goddamn close. He even took home the Rays minor league pitcher of the year award. This is my good friend, Joe Ryan. Uh, Here's to you going pro next year, baby. Yes, sir. So Joe, uh, I appreciate you coming on. I know you got to do a lot of work in the off season to get that body in tip top shape, get your velo up over hundred miles an hour. But thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit down with me. Oh, yeah. So busy right now. <laughs> we were talking earlier, though, about like what kind of pull you have. Oh, wait, no, no. We were talking about working and how I was saying from my job, it's always like you need two to five years of experience. And then you said, you're like, oh, it's like the same thing. Obviously, different industries. And I'm right. like, I don't like I don't I, like explain that because I don't yeah, see no, baseball as a parallel to business consulting at all no it's it's funny that you you say that because i remember last year at the beginning of the the off season right when i started or i guess when i started throwing uh-huh. in december um obviously started out first play catch was with my dad yeah and uh we're, we're throwing the ball around and i was like it's it's funny now like obviously you're probably not going to be in the big leagues at the end of this year but now in this industry, like now that you're in pro ball, you have, there's a chance. Whereas in college, it was you have to be here for three years, you have to be set in this way. But that's true. I mean, what you're doing here is kind of what I was saying as far as work wise, like where you can move and kind of do anything. Like you're starting a podcast, you're doing something on your <laughs> own. Like we live in the easiest time ever, as everyone likes to say. Now it's yeah. like there's so many opportunities to make money, grow a business, build a brand that you can do that. And I mean, obviously, you starting this podcast and doing this and um you're having fun with it. It's a passion for you. So it's easy. Plus you're kicking ass in consulting. So working with some high level clients and that's exciting where you can go anywhere with that. So that's kind of what I was going at. And I mean, I guess the way now that I think about it a little more, it's for every job, it's like, oh, you need two to five years experience. You need to start like an entry level position. And I guess in baseball, it's kind of the same way where regardless of where, of how good you are, everyone follows more or less the same path. Maybe you go to regular college, maybe you go to juco maybe you skip but at the end of the day everyone's gonna hit that rookie ball single a double a maybe skip double a or maybe skip triple a like fucking uh, nico horner yeah dude that guy's insane it's a beast great hitter (laughs) did you ever like train with him and stuff no no we we played against him in high school i remember and like he played like university or something um yeah head Head royce head royce Royce. that was it yeah good dude though but yeah um i mean it's moving through through any industry though i think is like we look at with like the kids at sign out high school or anything like yeah everyone's putting in the work at some time so like you said two to five years of experience it's just like when people are starting to get that and it's that's what i think we don't see with athletes that sign out of high school so yeah i guess everyone everyone thinks that being an athlete's easy yeah i don't know if that's necessarily because like obviously everyone works hard but i think it's just the fact that everyone thinks it's hard but it's 
they just don't want to think it's that hard. Yeah, because it's like you're doing what you love. I'm sure. Yeah. I hope you still love baseball. Oh yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely do. Because there's definitely some people out there, and I don't know if you want to. There's no way you're gonna call people out, but you for sure seen people where it's just a job, right? Um, honestly, not as much as I would have expected going into it. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it like at, in the minor league level that much because it's the minor league, so you've got to have that's true. You're some still like passion, 24 some love. Well, yeah, and there's guys that are in their 30s too that I run into when in double a and like but they still love it like yeah. they still like i mean it was really exciting for guys that were coming back that were rehabbing and like obviously it's my first year in the organization so it's a little different but um seeing guys that were 28 and like they were trying to find like a little more adrenaline being in like a minor league game and mm. they could find that though and like seeing like that joy and passion come back for them when they had been out of the game so long was really exciting and like yeah um, I think just that the positive energy, I mean, being with the Rays organization, it's the best organization in baseball right now. So it's pretty like pretty awesome to just to see like the talent that we have, plus the like the joy that everyone brings, like pretty much every day is like exciting. Dude, is it are you treating this like a media interview? No way, dude. I'm dude, just, that sounded like such a canned it's answer. So, <laughs> it's so true. Dude, they spend so much money on us for like food and shit. Like they're very I mean they don't they're i what they have like the least revenue in all of baseball right now but they they spend so much money on food and like keeping it simple like i mean i'm still i'll get annoyed because i can't get a sweatshirt but uh, wait they will give you a sweatshirt no dude i couldn't get a sweatshirt all spring training don't you have people like as i see on your story all the time you have like companies sending you yeah like little little things here and there you can't get like a mizuno hoodie or something shampoo or something I (laughs) i probably can get one like that but I'm saying I, I like we'll go to the team store or whatever and you'll get like 50% off and I'm like this is hilarious because I have to like go buy the gear which a lot of like most guys do yeah. but I just think it's funny where I'm like all right like do you at least get like a pitcher's jacket no oh well, we got one in Bowling Green it was okay. pretty cold there it was yeah. like in the 30s in some of our games so like they give us they hooked us up pretty well for that um which was funny just you're in like Bama now right yeah so I was in Montgomery Alabama okay. to end the season which was awesome um just yeah Great park. No, but I'm serious though. Like it's literally like as you can look it up and say like, oh, Baseball America has a marine is number one organization, but like everyone that's coming in and like uh, guys that are with other organizations are saying like the Rays are the, that's the place to be right now. And like our GMs are front office. Like it sounds like you're just like just tooting a horn or something, but <laughs> it's no, it's so true. Like everyone's just personable and they just like want to like win as a unit, which is pretty unique. I would assume I obviously this is the first organization I've been with, yeah, but um yeah it just seems like it it works it works well yeah but i'm still waiting on that sweatshirt <laughs> is there some kind of like how joined i guess is it from like top to bottom because like when the rays rays lost right yeah yeah to the to the astros yeah was that kind of like did you feel that or was that just kind of like that's not my team it's my organization so like it would have been cool to see them win but you're not like personally affected um personally Personally, myself, like, I think it's different for, uh, obviously it's different for everyone. I don't feel like that's my team and like that we lost Mm -hmm. in that way just because I'm not there and I'm not on that team. Um, I mean, for me, like, I don't look at my personal stats at all during the year. Really? Yeah. Like I never look at my stats. So like, I don't follow like what I'm doing because I think there's literally no value in that. Um, because go out and just do the best. Right. Because it's like, that's in the past. Yeah. Right. Like I can't control that. 
And like, I need to focus on not even what I'm going to do next start. It's like, what am I going to do today? So that when that start comes along, it's really easy because you just go into it and you're like, oh, it's just another day. Like, I'm just going to go do my job. So like, as cheesy as it sounds, like I'll come to the yard with like some plan every day, whether it's like, I've said this before, but like tying my left shoe better or like working on middle finger pressure on a cutter like just a simple thing like if i can't think of anything that day i'll be like okay what can i do better like in this moment to make sure yeah Yeah. get something done and like even on a start day like i'll be like thinking about stuff like "Hmm, what can i do here what can i do there and then once the game goes it's just like we're playing but to get back to the original question like no i I don't (laughs) i don't i don't look at like any what other any teams are doing like in the organization from like our whatever gcl or uh dominican league teams mm. to like our big league team it's just what you're it's just doing. like what i'm doing and not and even what, what you've done just yeah and like what and then once the game goes on like supporting my teammates and like yeah. seeing what they're doing but like i don't look at anyone's stats i don't look at my stats i don't look at big league stats or anything like that but it is cool the other side of it though is that like the big leaguers are awesome so like if we have a big league rehab guy that's down there like they'll like everyone's been like talking with us or um giving us advice and just being a guy too and hanging out which is awesome um it's really cool for me i mean you'll appreciate this but like matt duffy was rehabbing with us a bunch when i was in uh, high this year and just like a great dude obviously we got to watch him his rookie season and like probably should have won the rookie of the year still but anyway like an absolute dude and like talk to him all the time like when he was down there and just a really good guy and like someone that like you want to be around yeah um, which just speaks to him as a person, but also just the organization. Like I was pretty consistent throughout everyone that was coming and rehabbing. Uh-huh. Um, and then it was like awesome during a game. Cause you'd like look over and be like, dude, Matt Duffy's here. And like, I was watching him when we were in like yeah, high school. So like, crazy. yeah. So that was like really cool. Um, and then like Kiermaier is there and like great dude, like captain up there in the big leagues. That's a, he's a good looking dude too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, the guy's got, saying, some, the guy's got some crazy eyes. Dude. Every time I watch a game on TV, I'm like, wow, that guy is pretty. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's uh, I guess I'm not watching enough, but uh, <laughs> he's got a, uh, yeah. Good dude. We got to go to like a banquet and he was speaking there um, for like a, two weeks ago. I went back to Tampa mm-hmm. and that was awesome. And like Charlie Morton's obviously, an absolute beast um tommy on the fam mound. too right you yeah fams yeah. Uh, i haven't i haven't talked to tommy fam he he uh he play, like princeton with rehabbed you? when we were in hudson valley last oh, year which is really cool when he's coming over from the cardinals but i've heard nothing but good things about him like um actually one of the guys i'm working out with right now said he was his roommate when they were in the cardinals oh tight but um yeah he was saying just like i mean the guy's a beast like work ethic wise and on the field so yeah. like good dudes throughout but charlie morton's a, a beast on the mound but also just apparently getting after it in the weight room pretty hard. And yeah. um, that was one of the reasons there's an article I was reading the other day, actually um, that they were saying like my dad had had to send it over. Cause I'm not going to go searching for that, but he was <laughs> saying how like that was one of the reasons that the, the Rays were comfortable, like signing him um, for a large contract there just cause he brought so much to the organization. Yeah. Do you still do that thing where you like black out on the mound? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I uh, it was kind of cool because I felt like I usually only got that in like big games, like when we were in high school or yeah, um, whatever. Like if there was like a stressful game or something, then I'd just kind of zone out and get in that like flow state. Uh-huh. But then finding that, I remember Adam, um, our high school coach Adam Farb would always uh, he would always like be like, yeah, like you got to be able to find that in like when we're playing 
a terrible team like whatever San Rafael. Or <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like San Rafael or something or TL in high school, yeah. and like be able to lock in at that level for those games and that's when you can like make those big leaps and bounds and so like finding that was again a challenge like obviously you're in pro ball and like every start counts and every pitch counts wait you can do that every time but now yeah being able to find that when you have like we had 10 fans or something like it would seem like in the stands and like you could hear like everyone's conversation throughout if you stepped off the mound you could hear like someone getting like text messages literally like yeah you'd hear a (laughs) ring or like a beep and you're like okay like this is good but uh <laughs> no you're like welcome to pro ball but no it was kind of cool um being like learning to do that and like you have like just having good coaches around you and like that good communication with a catcher i think is what allows me to do that uh-huh. um obviously it's like always a skill you're gonna try to be mastering throughout your career yeah but like if you have a look once you get that relationship with a catcher and you can have that like i don't know telepathy there where you're like okay he's probably gonna throw down like this sign mm-hmm. and Maybe like switching your pitch grip so like you don't they don't know what you're doing or whatever. But like I guess that communication there allows it to you to get into that state a little bit easier. I feel like it's hard to build those kinds of relationships. I guess this is more this is a baseball question, but it's kind of like a broader question too. Like obviously when you're growing up, you're hanging out with the same dudes every day and you make like really close friendships with that with them. And then let's say you get a new job or you go to college or whatever, then you have to make those friendships all over again. Are those is it easier? to bond with a catcher knowing that you guys have like that same goal of going pro because like for example our like high school catcher alex like yeah. we were all boys right for growing like up for 10 years so 10 you years, had that connection years, for yeah. pitching right to him every single day for god knows how yeah. long. yeah he, he actually sent me a picture the other day that's funny out of nowhere it yeah. was like the one with us on the uh brewers when we were in like middle school oh, yeah, catching, yeah. and then like one of our senior high school with him catching it was kind of cool but yeah no i i think it was actually funny. I was talking to um, one of my good friends about that the other day and then just saying how like, or I guess a while ago, but we were uh, driving down the road and like, we wouldn't say, you wouldn't say anything for like 20 minutes. Like uh-huh. we're hanging out driving every day. Like we wouldn't say anything for the whole drive. And I was just sitting there thinking, I'm like, it felt so normal. Like I didn't have to say anything. There was no awkward silence. Like it wasn't like anything needed to be brought on. Yeah. And that's so like unique. And that's like you said, like it's cause you've known each other for so long and you're comfortable around them. Yeah. But I definitely find that like in pro ball now, cause like there is the common goal. You're doing the same thing. You're going through it together. And like, I mean, you're not making any money and <laughs> you, you get close with people pretty quickly. And I mean, a lot of the guys are, I, there's, not really anyone I don't like in the organization. So it's that I've met. So it's like, it's great for me because it's easy to just talk to people and like yeah. be around people. And like you're on the bus for so long too. So like maybe that <laughs> has something to do with it where like you don't need to talk to someone for if you're on the bus for 10 hours. Like there's no need to be like, oh, we got to have a 10 hour conversation. <laughs> like, and you're also stuck with each other, right? It's kind of the same thing like growing up. Like you're like, if we didn't like someone, like we were, well, we're stuck with them for 12 years. Yeah, it's so like, like, shit, this guy's got a baseball, so we better be friends with him. Right, exactly. <laughs> so like, then you find a way to like make that friendship. And it's, I don't know, like there's different people. Obviously like everyone is different. So, yeah. Um, but it's been cool in that sense. Like you just get like some pretty good relationships there. I did want to bring up for so, like every time that, I like talk to someone about you. I always just think of this one story from uh, like it was like life skills, I think. So like sex ed, yeah, sex health, health education or whatever in sixth grade or something. I don't know if you remember this, but we were sitting watching some like live water birth or some fucked oh up, some like fucked up pregnancy movie. Oh boy! And you keep like tapping me, and you're like, dude, dude. 
dude. I'm like, what? What? Like, stop, bro. And you're like, dude, dude, dude. They're like, listen to me. And I go, what? And you're like, I'm going to go pro. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I don't remember this. The, the uh, I, I know the, the, the pro thing. I don't remember the life skills thing. That's funny that you. No, you kept like, at me. I was like, bro, was like, bro, just like, shut up. Like, God damn it. I'm just trying to like watch this woman give birth right now. <laughs> You kept tapping it, and I was like, all right, dude, if I bet you $500 that you don't go pro, will you stop tapping me? And you're like, yeah, yeah, like, that's e the easiest $500 I've ever made in my life. And I go, all right, dude, I'll, let's make the bet. We'll shake on it. So you stopped tapping me. And then I think, because you got drafted at the end of high school yeah. and then declined that. But I remember you got drafted, and I texted you. I was like, hey, man, congrats. <laughs> and you, no thank you, no nothing. You just go, you owe me $500 and then didn't text me back for like two days. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, I definitely remember that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good though. But I mean, like, I will definitely be cashing in on that at some point. Um, hopefully not in the too near future, but being in the minor leagues, I might need that $500. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just didn't give it to you during college because I was afraid of violating yeah. NCAA rules. Yeah. You know, how Now that you're kicking ass in the business world, <laughs> I might need to cash in pretty quick. Or maybe just reinvest that in your company. <laughs> so, I don't know how much you've listened to the podcast, but now we do food. Yes, maybe, maybe a little food. A little food, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of baseball. Some people might have tuned out already. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um... So in today's news, this happened in St. Louis. Okay. Thieves steal $1,200 worth of pet food from Gateway Pet Guardians. So this makes no sense to me because, one, if you're going to steal something, why are you stealing food, like pet food? And two, why are you stealing $1,200 worth of pet food? Could be some really nice, high-quality pet food. It's in St. Louis. Probably at a lower price, estimating the cost of $1,200 around there. Oh, you're going into and this. And they're okay. probably going to go try to come here to California and sell it for ten grand. You're Re saying... Relabel it, and it's going to be some like high-quality tuna, maybe a little Toro in there. And they're <laughs> going to be like, boom, all right. Are you Just saying... Just label it as that. There's a whole conspiracy where yeah. you go to lower-income cities, yeah. steal their pet food, fly it out to California and relabel it as some bougie-ass Beverly Hills stuff? That's what it looks like. That rough, the what's the, like a textured bottle or something, or like the textured plastic they have on like nice bottles or nice packaging now. Yeah. That always sells me. You throw that on on some pet food. You got some Malibu and it's called Malibu Wolf. Food yeah. for your dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't get stealing food. Like if you're going to steal, like stealing food in bulk never makes sense to me. Stealing food in general doesn't make sense to me. There's something feels very wrong about it like it's you're stealing like parts of your own life like you need stealing it. stealing food makes sense if you're like casually shoplifting like i get it if you walk into a store and you like pocket a bag of like chips that makes sense no i can't do it i can't do it i'm not I, saying dude, i condone it I, I no no i know you're not saying that <laughs> but also like i you gotta always gotta look at like who the vendor is right like if i'm going into like a nice store and i'm swooping some whatever uh, taking an apple yeah like Wow, dude, it's probably like an, a high quality apple. I have some apple trees. I'd be kind of bummed if someone came over and took my apples. But if it's a nice store, like I wanna, I wanna support that business. No, I no, I get that. But I'm saying stealing there. Assuming you're already stealing. Assuming okay. you're the type of person to steal. Yes. 
I get it if you're gonna go in and steal something small, like a pack of gum. Okay, but in bulk. But in bulk doesn't make sense. That's to why me. it's a heist. They're gonna resell it. You know, what are you gonna do with twelve hundred dollars dog food? So you think oh, once you get over like X amount of yes, something, you're yes. like you're gonna flip the it. The quantity matters. Yes, one hundred percent. Like if you steal one car, you're gonna drive that car. If you steal twenty cars, you're flipping right, those you're, cars. You're flipping cars exactly. <laughs> you're gone in sixty you're seconds. You're not stealing a shit. fleet. <laughs> yeah. That would be so hard. Like, imagine just taking one of those car carrier things. Like, I always see those with, like, all the Porsches or the Teslas on them. And, like, when that guy goes and takes a piss break, someone could jacked it. hop in the car. I mean, the Teslas now, though, they're all trackers. And, yeah. Like, they have all the cameras on there. They're going to, that sentry mode, they're going to find you pretty quick. Yeah, you, you but you take it to some, like, nice little hacker in <sighs> Tijuana. Yeah, Elon's probably we'll got someone in there that's going to just zap that dude, though, and it's going to turn into Transformers. That's true. It's probably a self-driving thing anyway, yeah, so already. you just, it's just you gonna, try to hotwire yeah, it, and it's, it's just going to take off. you back to Tesla. Yeah, you're going to get in it. It's going to lock the doors and bring you to the police <laughs> yeah, station. It drives you to the closest yeah, cop station. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. That'd Damn. be a nifty feature, though. I mean, that, he's going to do that for sure. Yeah, that'd be perfect, though, for like top, a Top Gear special or the Grand Tour now. Get Jeremy Clarkson to get <laughs> driven to the police station. Dude, they should do that uh, on like live PD. I'd watch that. That would they be put that on live PD. That would be hilarious. Carjackers, carjackers get driven to the police station. Yeah, that sounds like a BuzzFeed headline. <laughs> I I would have clicked on car thieves get driven to police station by self driving car over thieves steal twelve hundred dollars of dog of food. dog food. Yeah, that'd be that'd be decent. Dog food's re- I don't know. I still think the dog food is weird. I would get it more if it was twelve hundred dollars worth of food, which yeah. is also just like one shopping spree at Erewhon or yeah but it, like if you went to like a nice fish market and you got like yeah. sushi grade fish dude you could 200 get a, bucks that's you like you could steal half a tuna for 1200 bucks. yeah that, that's like maybe a shopping bag yeah. full if that uh second news article yeah what else we got so you, you've heard about these uh bay area blackouts right yeah they're doing them down here now too what okay there's i don't know it's not pg and e obviously we're used yeah. to that but it's someone else my buddy's in agora and he was like, yeah, they have a blackout up there too, which is really interesting. Is it a forced blackout? Yeah. Or? So what they're doing, which is kind of cool and makes sense. Like people, it's funny how people, after we have those big wildfires, right? Everyone's like, we need to do something to prevent these. And then PG&E comes in like, hey, we're going to shut the power off to do these blackouts to prevent wildfires from potential wildfires from happening. And people are like, what is PG&E doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turning off the power. Like, okay, well. Um, no, it's pretty interesting actually. We um, in one of my classes, um, what is it? Last year I was in college. They um, we we were like breaking down like one of my projects was to like we worked on like the what is it the nuns tubs and whatever fires in uh, NorCal like up in Santa Rosa last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so like we broke down like fire mapping and like seeing like why they were burning in these areas and it was really interesting because like over the last. The, the fires obviously weren't as large scale as they were uh-huh. at the time, but like over the last 20 years, there have been like 10 fires in the exact areas of all those fires. And it was like pretty easy to see why, like they were in these like little valleys or in rivers where like all this debris would build up and yeah. then it would dry out because there's not a lot of rain. So the like the river streams wasn't flown and then it just becomes a tinderbox and lights up and it carries the fire where it needs to go. But so, how many of those fires are from like, so I think the PG&E one, lines. And they the are? P, yeah, last year's was a PG&E fire okay. and that was the whole point. And so like now they're doing these blackouts, which is interesting though. And it seems like a smart tactic. Like, I don't know the breakdown of like how they exactly started with like whatever arc, yeah. but um, no, it's interesting though. Cause 
um, the, all the, all the connections through it, but looking at, uh, my dad's obviously a contractor, but mm. he, one of his clients was, they have like his generator set up and you have to fill it with gas and yeah. it runs off, runs off fuel. Um, and he gets so many days and it's kind of cool. Just the whole switch or like they turn the power off and it immediately goes over to the generator. Yeah. So you like, you wouldn't even notice a Wi-Fi like glitch at all. Like, oh really? Yeah. Really cool. Damn. Um, and then right when the power comes on, it switches back over, but that's like a week's worth of fuel to have it running the whole time, which is a long time. And some yeah. of these blackouts, I think they said what three, three it's, days, maybe it's a long time, but yeah. So most people obviously don't have those backup generators. No. And, and the new thing though, is with what Elon's doing, yeah. um, with the power wall or okay. something. So they have like, yeah, they have the battery pack basically for your house. Oh, so shit. you have this like extra energy source that you can use in, in case of that, but it's pretty cool. Cause you could just have your solar panels hooked up. Yeah. And just your power wall, power bank, basically, is you fill up this battery pack on the side of your house, and you can just connect to that Damn. and run your whole house. Damn. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool, pretty exciting. Like what we've, what technology has come to in the last, obviously, twenty years or so with like Even the internet the and everything. Five, yeah. yeah, but like looking at like the last like ten years, five, ten years, like yeah. the advances we've made. Like now we literally have jetpacks. Like yeah. people are zipping around on those. So um jetsons baby no but i think the i mean if it prevents it like there was the breakdown um of all like the money spent and the cost of the fires was like hundreds of millions of dollars i think and damage but then they said they only spend like three hundred thousand dollars a year on like fire prevention stuff so that doesn't the math doesn't really add up right but yeah the math doesn't really add up to like they should be going out and spending a little bit more on fire prevention yeah. if, if it's going to cost that much at the end. Oh, definitely. So this news article is, will PG&E reimburse customers for losses or spoiled food during power shutoffs? That uh, that goes, maybe that's the reason that that guy was stealing all that food. Yeah. Dog dude. food's not going to go bad that quick. I mean, <laughs> oh, you think he's going to live off that food? I've no, eaten dog yeah. food before, for sure. What do you think? Do you think they'll... um, I... I mean, I know the answer because it's in the article. Oh, there we go. Um, but I want to know what you think before I tell you. Mm. Um, I don't think they will. I don't think they should. If it's if they if they're doing this, it's obvi- There's obviously a reason that yeah. um, they're giving people good notice too, right? I, I think mean, so. Yeah. I think it was a couple days, yeah. so like people can plan a little bit around that. Um, no, I mean, like if it's gonna prevent your house from burning down, like potentially, or if it's just gonna prevent someone else's house from burning down, yeah, that might be a hundred miles away from you. Like it still matters, and like they're obviously doing it for a huge reason because they're probably gonna lose some money um, turning off the power. Yeah. So, yeah, I would. Um, I mean, I think if your groceries are gonna go bad, like have a big party, <laughs> have a feast, and then like you can eat out for a week and have some fun doing that. Um, yeah. It says they're not reimbursing. Yeah. So you're on the right track. Yeah, they shouldn't. I don't think they should have to either because. Yeah. I mean, people are, yeah, people are like throwing like fits about it, but no. Right. Like like, throw a fit about it, but then like you're going to be sitting at a red cross tent if they don't (laughs) figure it out. I mean, I feel like if power went out here, I wouldn't, I would, I would maybe be happy about the food because there's so much shit in my freezer. Yeah. That I just put in there and I forget about. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like if the power went out, I'd be like, oh, just right, spring clean it. Right, let's do right, it all. Right. Clean it out, restart. You need to do that every once in a while. I did that the other day and cleaned out the whole fridge. And you're like, oh, all right. My, Dude, my roommate has what we now call the meat sack, <laughs> which is just there was one day like 
maybe a year ago at our old apartment where he came back and he just had bought a bunch of meat at Ralph's and he puts it in the freezer and then he's like eating out of the bag and it's every time he buys new meat he puts it puts on top, it on of, the top old of the old meat yeah so right now at the bottom of this meat sack there's got to be like one-year-old frozen chicken oh, that he God. just hasn't dug down and gotten to Ugh. but he refuses to throw it out <laughs> yeah it's just like oh i'm out of meat like didn't look in the freezer <laughs> No, yeah, that's... Um, Go rooting around in the sack. No, that's definitely an issue when you have roommates that... I don't know, when everyone uses the fridge. I noticed that, like, in in uh, season this year, like, I'd go out and get food or whatever, and mm-hmm. I was pretty much the only one that was, like, consistently cooking at the place. So it was nice, because... Your team roommates wouldn't cook? Or the, yeah, because we had two meals a day are provided. Oh, okay. And I would just cook breakfast, but a lot of guys would just like sleep until like we rolled to the field and there's food, a ton of food there. Like they hook it up. I mean, honestly, the, the best meal substitute is just sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or air quotes, intermittent fasting is you want to call it that. Yeah. Intermittent fasting just means you're poor or busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to break it down. Like, oh, you did a five day fast? Must have been bombarded. <laughs> oh, did you get fired or work. something? Yeah, dude? exactly. Back to the racing, though. I mean, like, just thinking about that, don't want to go to so much baseball, but that's, like, one of the biggest things with is for me is, like, learning about nutrition and how my body feels, like, when mm-hmm. I put the right food in. Yeah. And, man, like, looking at it where it's, like, the breakdown of, like, oh, it's high-octane fuel, right? Like, you're not going to put diesel in a Ferrari. So, like, go out there and, and get something that's going to make you run hot. And, yeah. I mean, for me, it's been, like, Honestly, the biggest thing is, like, I've kind of removed, like, a lot of alcohol. Like, I used to probably... Be a big old booze bag. (laughs) Yeah, maybe drink a little too much here and there. Um, But then, like, removing that, like, you just notice, like, such a huge difference in how you feel. And, like, um, being able to, like, recognize movement patterns and, like, repeat them. Mm -hmm. Because the alcohol is going to, like, kind of dull your whatever your senses and so like and over time i think that's gonna like carry over to like different like days weeks months like of like consistent drinking are gonna like have those effects where you're gonna like feel a little bit more sluggish and not like feel your body as well yeah so removing that and then replacing it with like really good food and good sleep and like taking care of your body better um and then so it was perfect when i was like starting to do that uh last year more or two years ago and then getting dressed by the rays and being like, Oh God, minor league food's going to be terrible. And then walking in to low a this year. And like our first meal is like buckwheat soba noodles and like what? super nice, like chicken skewers and like the best steaks and like beet salad, super good yeah. rice, all this stuff, like an amazing spread. And then you learn on top of that, like it's by some farmer, like right there in Kentucky who like made all this food from his own ranch and you're like, this is the best thing ever. And what? so, like, we had, like, the best food all the time. Like, super healthy snacks that they'd be coming out with. And, like, um, this one company, Y Bars, came out with, like, really good bars that we had, like, near the end of the season that were yeah. just unreal. Tastes so good. And there's just so few ingredients that just, like, high-quality food there. Yeah. Um, And just learning about that. It's kind of fun. And it's super expensive now. You're realizing <laughs> it when you get, like go shopping now and i'll be at whatever whole foods or somewhere and you're like, trying to like mimic that meal yeah and you're like oh it's maybe not gonna be able to do this one <laughs> but yeah it's um no it's interesting now because like how much money they spent i think there was like a couple hundred thousand dollars just for spring training yeah for Shit. food we're like and 
we just broke it down. It was like, oh my god, and probably maybe even more than that with like the major league side gets a little bit a little bit cooler uh, meals here and there, some like better treats. But yeah, I mean the food on the minor league side is elite too. So. No, I'm glad you brought that up because that, that was actually what I want to talk about as like the main on yeah. for this episode. Um, since obviously we're a food podcast, right. it's going to be a lot of baseball on this one. Yeah. But I always was under the impression that minor league food was awful. Like I follow this uh, account on Instagram called Minor League Grinders. Do you see, have you? Yeah, I've, I've, no, I've heard about it. I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, it's all this shit. It's like getting an $85 game check. Right, right. Or like having to change in the showers or like yeah. sleeping on the floor on the bus and it's just kind of like all the grind of the minor leagues but yeah. then like the one that was funny to me it was just guys making like like mayo like putting mayo on like wheat bread and like Ugh. that's their pre-game food because they just didn't have anything yeah so i always thought that minor league food was awful i thought that was just like what it was i, I think it's definitely changing like it's changed in the last couple of years from what i've heard like guys are saying like yeah we didn't have this Two Back in ago. my day, right? Yeah, like two years ago, like this this food was not here, and like they weren't taking as good care of us. But they uh-huh. realized, like I think the Dodgers were one of the first teams, and then the Astros. I know I don't know other than those teams and us. Like I don't know every single team that's made this like huge change towards mm-hmm. diet and um, like the focus on nutrition. But someone, I think someone told me that like every affiliate of the Dodgers. Spends like a million dollars a year on food. That's crazy. Where they're like getting steaks and stuff after the game, which is awesome. And is that like, why I have to pay $12 for a Dodger dog when I go to the park? <laughs> so they can feed their minor leaguers be- I, better than I, they feed their fans? It sounds <laughs> like it. No, yeah, it seems like it. Fucked you. Because they get. Come on, Magic. Yeah, they get hooked up. And it, I mean, it pays off. Like they're, they've been in the playoffs how many years in a row now and like doing really Seven well. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so like for us, it's the same thing. Like they've noticed this big push where they're like, we're winning at every level. Yeah. And we just changed like the food and we noticed this big shift after changing the food. But it's and not now, just, it can't just be the food. I right? mean, there's, it's crazy what it does. Like you feel so much better. Like really? if, if you have a, if you have that meal that I'm talking about, like soba noodles and I was, which is new to me. Right. Like, yeah. but I talked to my trainer the other day who's like all about living healthy. And, mm. um, he was saying how like soba is like one of the best carbohydrate sources, which I never knew. I haven't fact checked it. So I don't want to have that, uh, <laughs> completely out there, but at the same time, like this is what he was telling me. And I'm like, yeah. all right, like this is really interesting. Um, our nutritionists are so educated and like we, we break down sleep and everything. And like, we notice a huge, I notice a huge difference personally. And I know a lot of guys do if like you get better sleep, you wear blue light glasses. And when you're getting ready to go to bed, like we, um, one of the coolest tricks that we found was like for sleep. I mean, for me, my circadian rhythm was always like go to bed at 9.30. Like I'd pass out at 9.30. Uh. If if you just put me, let me get home, like eat dinner at 6.30, like I am out. Yeah. And wake up, like I'm probably going to wake up at like 5.45 or 6, like naturally. Okay. But then in pro ball, it's like, okay, 9.30, like I'm still pitching. Like I got to be locked in right now. And so <laughs> yeah. like- I'm getting home or whatever. And then like, I don't know, it's like 1130 or midnight. And like, and then if you're on a road trip, I mean, it could be 4am you get in, but like, yeah, you'll get in and it's like, okay, now I got to go to bed. And then like, I'm sleeping in till 10, 11 sometimes like late, late sleeping. Um, And so you're kind of all thrown off, but like the tart cherry juice and magnesium combo. Before you go to bed or after you wake up? Right before you go to bed. Yeah. Elite. 
Does it just like reset everything? Or? It just I I don't know exactly what it does, but you it just you just get relaxed and you sleep so well and like waking up feeling really good. Yeah, it's all natural. I mean, magnesium is just a, a mineral that your body needs. Yeah, but then something with the tart cherry and then. She told me like you got to combine them together and it's unreal, but just the consistency of it. it the magnesium is really good mineral for like joint repair, uh-huh. um, like tendons, everything. But it also helps you sleep really well. So it was um pretty exciting. Okay, so then you but you do think that the food kind of like is yeah. a, a I guess a spark plug for just getting everyone. I wouldn't at say that sp- same I, I would say it's back to that like fuel like right. Yeah. So like there can be like we they have really good coaches obviously like throughout the organization um which has been awesome uh-huh. and just how they're run who they hire like it definitely shows so that's obviously going to help you on the field yeah but just allowing yourself to retain that information and be like alert enough yeah comes from the diet right like if i'm if i'm running well and i'm feeling good every day i can learn so much more that's and fair, i can yeah. like i can pick up a lot of different things that i maybe wouldn't if i'm kind of zoned out and out of it and feeling mm-hmm. lethargic all the time so yeah, because I definitely remember from our high school days, the pregame meals were just PB and J's. Yeah, and maybe if you were lucky, there were some Gatorades on the table. Right, like if someone ran over to Subway or something. Yeah, if like, someone's mom's feeling nice, maybe yeah. there's some M and M's. Right, right. No, and so like for me, like I don't know, just looking at that stuff and like looking at what I was eating in high school, even where I'm like, oh, I'd have like a really good dinner. Like that was like my mom would always cook a really good dinner. Yeah, and then breakfast, I would always just have oatmeal, like every single day without yeah. fail maybe some eggs here and there but like oatmeal was definitely in there um which is great for you yeah but then like lunch like we could go off campus all the time just in and out baby right taco bell yeah exactly <laughs> like get something just like that was cheap but um and then you, i don't know i would drink like sodas here and there and like have candy and stuff and like I mean, looking at the days that I didn't do that, I definitely felt better. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, after water polo, we'd have like a swim practice forever, or like polo practice in the morning. Yeah. And then there would always be like donuts and chocolate <laughs> milk and like maybe some bananas in there. And <laughs> to it was counteract like, the sweets. Yeah. So we're like, okay, sweet. Like, I'm just going to just eat food and put it on. And like, obviously it just falls right off in yeah. polo season. But just thinking about now, knowing what I know now, I'm like, dude, what if we were eating real healthy all the time. So you're saying if I had had those buckwheat soba yeah, noodles, you'd be in the big I'd be in the bigs, right? Yeah, no God doubt. Damn it, dude. No doubt. I blame my mom for this. Yeah. <laughs> mom, you hear that? You feed me some better food and I could have been making bucks. Oh, God. As a big leaguer. Be the token Asian on the freaking no, yeah, Cardinals. I, yeah. That's definitely a, a huge um, step for me was like realizing the diet side of it and how important like diet sleep all that is do you so like you so you get the two meals a day yeah from the organization is that every single day yeah that you're every, on um, contract or whatever except for no except for off days but they give you okay. meal money i don't think we we're getting meal money on off days but like we'd get meal money for traveling and everything and but they'd still provide two meals so it was good all right how much and you don't have to answer this how much do you get paid i think someone broke it down and I th- you don't know how much you get paid. No, no, no i know i know how much i know how much i get paid every two weeks or whatever but, okay but it's not and we don't get paid in the off season so someone broke it down though and i think it's like 30 dollars a day which is over the whole year i think over the whole year yeah i think it was over Can the I whole year it might have been nine thousand bucks are you kidding me your minor league contract is nine thousand dollars a year i don't know what the minor league yeah i don't um eleven thousand i th- yeah <laughs> yeah and that's i mean that was oh that was before taxes too they tax you on that shit? Yeah, which is crazy. 
that aren't, isn't that poverty? I yeah, oh, <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, eleven thousand yeah. dollars a year is oh, definitely yeah. poverty. I know. I was like looking at. It, I was like, dude, can I get that money back? Uh, <laughs> if I start using like food stamps or something, like probably good. Yeah, I got to figure out if Whole Foods. Do they pay for housing? Food stamps. What? Do they pay for housing in the off season? Well, regular season. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, I don't even know why I said the off-season. No. <laughs> they definitely don't pay in they the off-season. No, they definitely don't pay in the off-season, and they definitely don't pay it in-season. So, oh, shit, dude. Um, yeah, so that's fun. I mean, but I guess for you, do your parents... Like, I'm sure your parents support you somewhat. No, no? I mean, they. I'm, I think they pay my phone. Okay. Oh, well, that's, that's... it. Which is nice. And, but, I mean, housing in Tampa's a little... Are you in Tampa? I'm, no, no. I, so oh, I was wait, in, you're in Alabama yeah. now. But no, that's well, so I was cheap. In, but, yeah, so, like, Bowling Green, I think the rent was, like... I want to say it was like three hundred or three thirty or something That's for a room and like your own bathroom, which was nice. But then it might have been. Oh no, it was three thirty every two weeks. So six hundred. Why would you pay rent in two? No, because it because it would just take it out of our paycheck. Oh okay. Yeah, so I think it was like three thirty every two weeks. Do they have company or like not company? I guess company housing. Yeah, so like, like that the was Rays the, bought out. So some that they did that in 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 Low A and Bowling Green, which makes a lot of sense. Just like it's easy, a cool apartment building where like everyone stays. Um, but in High A, you have to find your own place, and in Double A, you have to find your own place. Which is like if you're moving up, it's pretty nice because you just like move into someone's apartment that yeah. was there before, and so you don't have to like go search for everything. I think my dad was telling me that he was talking to your dad. Yeah. About like when you got brought up to double A mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, that must've been like a bitch, like finding new places. And then your dad was like, no, like it w- they hooked him up. Like everything was a smooth transition. Yeah. It's really smooth. Didn't like, like so... the GM like fly out with you or something like that or, or like took you to the airport or someone there yeah, was like, yeah, it was yeah, some yeah. sort of so, like, like something that owner... I didn't expect. Well, no. Yeah. So like the owner of the stone crabs would like drive, drove me to the airport, like yeah, that's pick wild. me up and then drove me to the airport. Like super, like probably the guy probably drove like four hours or something. Yeah. And they, they did the same thing in Princeton. Like the GM, when I was in Prince, I was in Princeton for like five days last uh-huh. year. And uh, the GM drove me like four hours to the airport. And I was like, this guy's got to go back now. Yeah. Just turn around and go back. <laughs> and like, they're not making, I don't, I doubt they're making a lot of money doing it. So like they have a Maybe huge. more than you probably. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but they have a huge passion for it. So it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's really good people throughout the organization. Do you think they do that for everyone, or is it just because yeah, like you no, or a no, guy? Okay. No, 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 it's everyone. Doesn't matter if you're a four hundred dollars sign or whatever the minimum that they could sign someone for. Yeah. Or a three million dollar guy, like they're gonna drive you wherever. Have you noticed any different? Like, because you're playing with um Wander Franco, right? Yeah. So that guy's the for the listeners who don't know, he's the, the top num- rated prospect in period? all. Yeah, in all baseball, yeah. number one prospect. Yeah. So do you? notice the way people are treated maybe not necessarily by the team because it sounds like your whole organization is pretty consistent with being nice to all the players yeah but like maybe in opposing stadiums or just kind of in daily life like is there he's he's hounded with fans for like autographs and all that stuff and but i mean it was that was really interesting to watch him this year like i met him last year in print when i was in princeton for five days and then Uh he was there and i went to hudson valley yeah um Obviously, you just heard like he was a great player, and like he, I think he won Player of the Year last year as well. Oh, um, but I didn't really see him too much in spring training. But we were in Low A together, and then we were in High A together. Mm. And yeah, I mean, the guy can he can hit he's like a stud. <laughs> yeah, he's a stud. It, it wasn't. Um, I don't know. It, it's so casual too. Like, like, it, like it if makes he goes, baseball look easy. Yeah, like if he if he well, not even that. Like he'll have, he'll battle for that bat, and uh-huh. like. I think he had. I could be. This could be totally, totally wrong, but it is something crazy. 
in the month of May. Okay. He did not swing and miss one time. What? He like we would foul balls off. Yeah, yeah. Or put them in play. But he would ground win. out, but he did not swing and miss for the entire month of May, apparently. And like that's crazy. There was some breakdown where it was like him and Mike Trout were the only players in all of baseball that had like an average contact rate of ninety percent and like an average exit velo of yeah. over ninety miles an hour. Damn, dude. And so like the, I mean, I think the coolest thing for me was like watching his jump because he was like learning some things just about like baseball and like pro ball i guess like in low a yeah and when he got to high like we were talking one day and he's just like yeah like i realized like how much i need really need to like focus on this to like be in the big leagues and like that's my goal and i want to be great and i like mm. want to be a hall of famer and do all this and so like that was really exciting because he's a young guy i think he's either 18 or 19 but um just to see that like from him and like being like the number one prospect in baseball like he still has that hunger and desire, which is awesome yeah. to see. And he's the talent that talented. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool to watch. I feel like that's got to be tough having th- that high of expectations on your shoulders. Because I know for at least for you, I don't know if that still holds up. But I know in high school, like you were the one. Yeah. Like everyone's like, this is our guy. Like Joe's going yeah. pro, and that was like a lot of expectations. I don't know if you felt. Yeah, it. I didn't feel that at all. Honestly, okay. in my mind, like it wasn't like I'm going pro because like. I genuinely like didn't really realize like that there was a chance I would get drafted out of high school. You said you were going pro in sixth grade. Yeah, because th- I just like was like, oh, whatever. Like I'm gonna go pro. I didn't yeah. know how I was gonna get there. Okay. Like I didn't know how that was gonna. I was gonna do that. Uh-huh. And then like senior high school wasn't like I'm gonna go pro this year. Like I wasn't thinking like I'm gonna go pro. It was yeah. just like I'm playing. Like I'm gonna go to school next year and like go play and do that. And then it was like I think it was like three weeks before the draft. I got like a whole bunch of texts. Um, the IJ like threw out some article about like yeah. one of the games and they had like 95 in there and I was like <laughs> okay and like then I got all these texts and they're like where have you been I'm like where have you been like oh from, I like scouts and from, stuff like yeah like scouts and it was like dude like I don't know like because like, no one scouts Marin base right exactly and then like there's dudes that are coming out of there and it's like all right um that wasn't really like a plan so I think that was like kind of good because I wasn't really okay. like totally let down yeah until I got to college and found out I probably whatever yeah could've, could've <laughs> I remember that. that but um I didn't really feel like too much weight then and I just kind of closed my mind off to that if if I ever felt like any pressure and yeah. for him it's the same thing like I, I haven't noticed that he's had to deal with too much pressure like he's a beast but so. once you're on list because like for this for him yeah I think where's he from um dominican dominican yeah so coming out of the dominican he was like already people were like this is the guy yeah and he's always maybe he's just always had that with him so it's just normal for him i think so okay. and I, I think he has a lot of people in his family that uh have played in the big leagues i don't uh, know i can't say my name like i don't know exactly michael franco uh that's just julio franco i don't know I, there's <laughs> some people like uncles and stuff too uncle franco um, there we go yeah james franco dave franco dude they're all there <laughs> yeah all the francos no but he's um i think uh, i think he deals with that like really well he, okay he can lock it in um definitely gonna be an interesting conversation to have with him about that like how he does that so well because yeah. he does and he performs at such a high level consistently so yeah. obviously he knows how to deal with any like pressure there because then i know for you after your injury in college and whatever you kind of went back down to being underrated i think yeah no and you, I, you've I, pretty I, much been underrated until you just got that picture of the year award yeah i i don't know i i feel like i don't i don't know it's it's so weird to me because like i feel like in high school there was definitely a sense of like ego where it was like, oh yeah, I'm like going to do this. Like whether I, I, but I would say I more talked about it like amongst our friends 
well, and yeah. stuff and like as but you've which also is, which always is been like that i don't want to say cocky yeah but you've always been very confident in what you're doing whether it's right whether it's like hooking up with a girl yeah or if it's like throwing 15 strikeouts right, you're gonna like right. call your shot you're gonna go out on the mountain and be like yo right. i'm gonna get 15 today or you're gonna yeah. be like see that girl over there my tongue is gonna be in her mouth by the end of the night jesus <laughs> jesus maybe cut that last part out. <laughs> the other part was okay but anyway um looking at it that way like what hey, like I'm going to strike out 15 tonight or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, like whatever it was. I think the power of that is crazy. Like I definitely lost that for a while where mm. I was like, can I do that? And like there's a little bit of like loss of confidence and it was kind of cool over the last year to like change schools and go from like being down in LA to going back up north yeah. and being in an area up north that like I wasn't familiar with. But then being around like such a great group of guys there and being at a, a school that like allowed me to really do what I needed to do to be like the best version of myself. Yeah. And I learned a lot about myself just off the field, which helped me tremendously on the field. And like, um, for me, like listening to like more podcasts, which, and like learning more, like finding this joy in learning Uh where I feel like I always had this like stigma around school and like (laughs) hated school. And like, I mean like Griffo's classes in rock were like the only classes that I enjoyed throughout or like in engineering too, when I did that at Drake, like those are the only classes that I was like, oh, I'm stoked to go to this class right now and like yeah. learn something. Yeah. Um, but pretty much any every other like class, like regardless if it was the teacher or if it was just like the curriculum, like I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, and even in college, like I felt like professors were just there wasn't they weren't bringing anything to the table. Well, a lot of them are just there for like the research and the paycheck. Right, so exactly. Like so it's teaching like, a class is yeah. the bottom for them. Well, yeah, but just like the class, not even like the professor, but more so just like the classes. I was like, I'm not really like gaining anything that I feel like I'm going to be able to use or that yeah. I really even would want to use right now or in the future. And so like taking that like education and self-education to like another level helped me so much in baseball and like learning about Okay, like I'm gonna listen to Joe Rogan all the time and change my Instagram name to <laughs> the Joe Ryan experience. Like, dude, the guy's a, a beast, and like I love what he puts out. And yeah. then you'll like learn about other people through the podcast. Like, and then you might find something like on someone that's on that podcast. And I'm like, okay, and then it will just send me down a rabbit yeah, hole yeah, for exactly. like a month or <laughs> two months or just now it's like maybe like a couple of years that I've been like now I like this subject and like. Yeah. I don't know. One of the cool things for me was like, obviously like I didn't study finance or anything, but then I just talked to a, f- a financial advisor that I'm probably going to start using um, pretty soon. Uh-huh. But I talked to him the other day and like we were talking about stuff and learning from like Eric Calendris and stuff like he's working for Wells Fargo and he'll oh, yeah, teach yeah. me stuff here and there. But like my financial literacy has just like taken like on a whole new level where I can go out there and like I can have a conversation and I have an understanding of like how that side of it works and he was saying like no one's doing that and like it's re- that's the biggest step for like a client is like we can invest your money so much better if you have an understanding of like what it can do yeah and what it cannot do yeah. um like the the positives and the negatives of that have really helped me and like it's cool to see like that financial education and just like my self education is paying off in other aspects and literally paying off too. Yeah. But that's been exciting for me to like learn about myself through that and really kind of having to take that step for my future personally and athletically. Yeah. Um I I remember we had this conversation uh maybe like a couple months ago where you, we were talking what's that company called? The 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 one that invests money in minor leaguers. Oh, um Big League Advance, BLA. Big, yeah. So that company essentially invests 
it's like a venture capitalist firm, I guess, more or less. Um, for, yeah. for, but for investing in people as opposed to investing in companies. Right, right. Because that was why what you were telling me where like they just give you a lump sum of money with the stipulation that they get X percent of your future earnings. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Which seems crazy to me. Yeah, it seems pretty crazy. I think the concept is really cool from a business side for them. Yeah. Personally, I think you just have to look at like weigh it out. Like if you're someone that didn't have a lot of money I don't know, or yeah, you just don't come from a lot of money or you don't see that in your future outside of baseball. And yeah. then like someone comes along and offers you a the largest amount of money you've ever like been able to really see. And you're like, shit, like that's a, that's a big one. number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How many zeros? Right, exactly. And you're like, okay. And you want to take like a percentage of my career earnings. Like, and a lot of guys would do it. There's a yeah. lot of dudes that have taken it. They've only been around for a couple of years, and I think they said, like, I don't know, there's a lot of dudes, like, a couple hundred or something yeah. have taken it, which is exciting for them. Like, that's cool. And but like, it's, like, too early to know whether it was the right move, right? Um, Yeah, and I, I don't know, but maybe it is the right move for some people. And for me, like, I just did the math on it, and it didn't it didn't make sense for me. It doesn't. Um, the number that they offered, I think if the number was a lot higher, and there's other companies, um, one X10, mm-hmm. um, they haven't reached out to me, but they're another company that does that for more guys guys are closer to the big leagues or that are like in their first year in the big leagues okay so you they can offer like quite a bit larger sums of money too than the offer that i got but that's attractive to me because yeah i mean you could set yourself up pretty well with five million bucks right and you you invest that properly like you could be making some good money for a while and like work and still work somewhere else right like still keep playing baseball obviously right but now you know you have like it's your reti- safety net. Yeah, you have your retirements secured now. Yeah. And like you've given up a percentage of your career earnings for that. And the, yeah, so it's like that's that's exciting. But it's like at the same time, you also, if you believe in yourself as much as the company believes in you, then there's no way you should ever take that deal. Because if you're if they're like, we're, we believe that you're worth $5 million and we want to take 30% of your future earnings, you could just be like, well, if you believe, I believe in myself, I'm just going to not do that and then make way more money being a professional baseball player. Right, right. And so like you can break it down, but then you then it's just a, a nice math problem there where you say like, okay, if they give me $10 million for 10% of my fu- career future earnings, how much am I earning in the future? And, yeah, but and, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you have, I, I don't know if they give out that much, but let's just say it's $10 yeah, million. Yeah. Dollars. A nice round um, number. Yeah, a big, big, nice round number, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So then it's like, okay, if you make $200 million and I'm paying them $20 million, but they've already given me 10, right? Yeah. So like So you lost that's, 10. So I lost 10 million, but like then the chances that I didn't get that that contract? That's true. You know I, mean, what I, mean, I mean, so like it a 200 a million dollar how many guys are signing 200 million dollar contracts? You know I mean, fair. like they they probably wouldn't give out 10 million dollars cuz the return isn't high enough for them, right? Yeah. That and that's like the thing with like the BLA company, like it's the same thing that they said. And like there's it's this very smart business. I think it's really cool and I'm really interested in the business side of it. It just wasn't But as a player, not so much. As a player, I no, I still think I'd be interested. It just it just wasn't enough money. Like I was doing the math and I'm like, okay, if I invested this, what could I get potentially? But maybe because you're not their target. I mean you're you're their target because yeah. you're a minor league player, but maybe their target is someone who thinks the number that you got and the percentage you got was the right number. Yeah, they, they told me it was like, it's one of the highest offers they've ever given a pitcher, which is really cool. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't seem like Because if that's one of the highest offers that they've given and you go, I don't think so, then like it's probably not that great 
from a player's yeah, side, but, right? Yeah, I know. I don't think it is always the best from a player's side, but yeah. it depends. It, it all depends on the player. It would need to be it like really, they need to have like high really confidence does. in you, and you have to have low confidence in yourself. But it's and not even it low sense. confidence in yourself because that's the thing that like I was thinking about, and like that people initially think about is yeah. like it's low confidence in yourself to say like, oh, you're you're not going to like you're not going to make it so like maybe take a safety net. Yeah. But it's not that it's at all not. either. Like you could 100% believe that I'm going to get to the big leagues. I can 100% believe that I'm going to get to the big leagues like whatever, but at the end of the day like I'm not in the big leagues right now, but I still believe I should be in the big <laughs> yeah, leagues. Yeah. Right? But like there's someone else that's making those decisions to like see where you're going. So you could look at it as like yeah, you're covering you're covering yourself with a safety net, kind of betting against yourself. At the same time, like you could also just take it as like, you know, like I really need to cover the business's side, like who's going to control where I move. Yeah. And like, that's going to be me sacrificing something, part of my equity to give to someone else. But at the same time, it's like, all right. So you're like wrapping up things out of your control and it's yeah, exactly. Net. And that, that was my thing. Like I broke it down to some other people. I was like, so like, I believe in myself 100% that I should be in the big leagues and I will be in the big leagues. Yeah. And I think that's, I know that's going to happen. But for me, it's not even that. It's more like, okay, like what percentage do you think that the team plays? Like what percentage of control do they have? I mean, they they have 100% control. Yeah. But let's say it's 50%. Like then why wouldn't you take the deal? Because the deal is for a lot less percentage of that. Yeah, that makes sense. So like that <laughs> kind of makes sense to me, but it's still not enough money. Like I was yeah. like, eh, no, nope, that's fine. <laughs> Put the kibosh on that. Yeah, but if they decided to listen to this podcast and come back and be like, "Hey, here's this," like, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, we got some mukbangbo fans out there in the right. baseball business. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shit, we really got off track from the food there. If we go back to no, no, that was all. That was all good, good stuff. I mean, I'm sure the listeners are aware that this is a baseball podcast. This is a baseball podcast. Now we've pivoted. Uh, <laughs> okay, so off season, it's got to be harder to control your eating habits as well considering that you don't get those two meals right. a day and you're also living on eleven thousand dollars i guess a year now yeah you calculated no it's definitely it's definitely more difficult to consistently go out like obviously i can just be like oh i'm gonna go bu- spend thirty dollars for every meal and like eat the same amount of food yeah. and like that's great but that's not the case so it's like yeah planning a little bit better like cooking a little more like obviously we have more time yeah but um I mean, I pretty much cook the same breakfast all year round, which is just like three eggs. And then I'll vary it with Kodiak cakes, uh-huh. which are like protein pancakes that are pretty sweet. And I'm all about them. <laughs> and then right now I'm just doing like some like really good, like uh, there's like Dave, I think it's Dave's bread. It's like super healthy Who's bread. Dave? Yeah, <laughs> d- exactly. But uh, no, it's some really healthy bread that like is actually tastes really good. And so I'll do like two slices of that, three eggs. And then like I've been making overnight oats. So you do like, just put like oatmeal in a mason jar. Okay. And then we'll go like oatmeal, a little bit of oatmeal, a little bit of honey, raspberries, oatmeal on top, a little bit of honey, raspberries, oatmeal on top. And then just put like milk in there. And then it you just use hardens? like, so no, it, it like basically like softens the oats overnight. Oh. You just put it in the fridge. <laughs> the exact opposite. Yeah. You put it in the fridge and it softens the oats overnight. And then they're so good in the morning. And you drink that? You eat it? No, you eat it. You eat them. Okay. It's just like oatmeal, but it's like cold oatmeal that's really, really good. So I've been doing that this like whole whole week. I started doing that and that's awesome. But finding new things and like really like I love food. So it's funny. We've been talking about baseball so much, but I love (laughs) food and I love like exploring new places. And like for me growing up, like I feel like I didn't really have like a whole lot of like 
walking around money. <laughs> I wouldn't be like going out and like trying new foods all the time. Yeah. I was like, all right, I don't want to like spend money on something and have it be like terrible. But now it's like, all right, I'll try it. And my palate's expanded a little bit. So yeah. like, I'll try some new things. But yeah, like appreciating food and spending a little bit for better food has been like something I've, I've realized in the last couple of years that's worth it and like brings me some joy. Yeah. Is your girlfriend as like foody as you are or? Yeah, she likes food a lot. Okay. Because so that definitely helps. She, she's the one that was like showing me overnight outs and oh, like okay. making those and like that's been fun. And then like, yeah, so it's it's cool, like easy to go shopping because like, she'll be like, oh, let's get this. I'm like, I haven't tried that, but yeah. like we like pretty much the same thing so it's pretty easy because it definitely helps if you have someone on board with the same thing that you yeah because exactly. it'd be one thing if you were like your girlfriend's like oh i just want like taco bell and mcdonald's and yeah you're like, yo i'm trying to make these overnight oats and these kodiak cakes right right and she's like fuck that no like. no and it, she's in the same spot i mean obviously we're young so it's like let's save some money and like make some food at home yeah and then every once in a while like let's go out and like get some like nice food or like one meal a day maybe we'll like go and get some in um cool there's like a sweet little cafe like down the street from her place so like uh-huh. we'll just cruise down there and grab some grub and yeah it's pretty nice yeah, I feel like every night you gotta splurge yeah every once in a while like it's easy though i mean like yeah. if it's i don't know 20 bucks here and there like obviously it, like you can say it adds up but if i'm like eating good food like yeah it adds up in a positive way yeah like last night we went out for um my roommate's girlfriend's birthday and we went to some restaurant i don't really know it was called nora in like west hollywood yeah and I looked at the menu. I kind of looked at the price and I go, oh, like this pork chop loin, like that looks super good. And I looked at the price, it was like 42 bucks. But then I was like, you know what? Like it's Friday. Right. I've got like a hundred dollars in my Venmo. Let's just go all in. Let's just, <laughs> let's just have a night. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's what you got to do. And like, for me, the biggest thing too has been like cutting back drinking is that yeah. like you go out and like a lot of times you look at the bill after and like the drink bill is going to be like the same as yeah. your meal right and so yeah. you're like shit, okay like beers. i yeah like i had three drinks and like shit like i'm looking at like a 50 dollar tab and or whatever and then on top of that the steak and that then I got now it's whatever, like that yeah. steak was that was 50 bucks that was like oh god that was expensive like yeah you don't think about the drinks right that's true you like, never calculate the drinks yeah and so you're like okay i just spent a clean hundred on like just a casual dinner like yeah. that's tough that's like how whenever i go on road trips i never calculate gas into how yeah. much it's gonna be like i'm gonna go oh, i'll go home and then like i'm gonna have some food with like my family i'm gonna go to like maybe a baseball game right and i'm like doing the math in my head i go all right that's like 120 and i come back and go how did i spend Two hundred twenty dollars, yeah, yeah. and I got fucking gas. That's right. Yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> four hundred uh, miles. I know we were ways. talking about that. So, like, we uh, girlfriend and I went to Tahoe uh-huh. like two weeks ago, and so we drove, or she drove up from here and met me there when I like flew back from Tampa, and so we just kind of worked it out. It was uh-huh. perfect. But it was like we were getting ready to leave, and we went to Molly Stones in Bonaire, whatever, and yeah. it was like going there. I ended up spending like 70 bucks on some food to like cruise back down, just drink. You spent 70 food on road trip snacks? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I, I eat <laughs> a did, lot. What dude. did you get? Like, or did you make like organic like crepes or something on the way? God, no, I wish. That sounds good though. No, but so you spend like 70 bucks on like food and drink and then it's like, all right, and then go to the gas station and then it's another 50 to fill up. And it was like, wow, that went quick. And then, yeah. the, and then literally the next morning, it's like, okay, you got to fill up because you just drove from San Francisco to LA yeah. and go to fill up. And it's like, all right, gas is 450 down here. So that's <laughs> another 60 bucks. And then you go get lunch. I'm like, dude, I just spent like 250 bucks <laughs> in like 10 minutes. And I didn't do what anything. All I did was drive. Yeah, I literally just drove. And it's like, okay, so like watching the money a little bit better is nice. Is a nicer thing to do right now. So, but I don't know. It's also like, I'm spending money and I'm like, dude, do I really need that? I'm like, 
yeah, I, 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 act, eat. I actually do. Like, I survive on this Whatever stuff. it is, too. It's like, I need new shoes. And I'm like, you know, I really need new shoes. Like, my, shoes, yeah, have, I do my shoes have holes in them. Like, <laughs> come on. I was playing basketball the other day at USC. And I went to put my basketball shoe on. And I literally pulled the heel like halfway Just off. Zion on your heel. Dude, I've had those shoes for so long. And I was like, I don't need new shoes. Like, I don't yeah, play basketball yeah. that much. But at this point, I'm like, I got to shell out and get some Steph Curry sixes or whatever yeah it's such a weird like move though going from college when you're like scrounging around like can i like i need to buy this like i really need some money and like you'll call your dad or whatever and be like hey can you send me some money and yeah. then like now it's like wait i have money but it's still it's good to have the same mindset where it's like i can't be spending all of this yeah no definitely not i have um, like these jeans that i'm wearing right now eight bucks at target yeah see that's that's a good move i know and i was afraid that after i washed them a couple times that they would just fall apart yeah because these... you shouldn't be able to make jeans for eight bucks yeah that's that's real odd <laughs> all right so for dessert today i don't have a name for this uh it's just gonna be me asking joe food questions and he has to answer as quickly as possible and i might blank out on questions like this. <laughs> i'm just thinking of them right now okay Go to pregame snack. Pregame snack. Oh, um, started doing this at the end of the season. I was going um, some like weird bread that they had, and then I would do peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Okay. And coffee. All right. Go to cheat meal. Cheat meal. Oh, um, I feel like I have cheat meals like every day. So it's not really. <laughs> then that's um, just your diet. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it'd be like, oh God. I said rapid fire. Dude, I literally can't think of a, a good cheat meal. Let's just say like mint chip ice cream. Oh, that's really good actually. Yeah. Gum or seeds? Gum. Seeds or dip? Seeds. Do you dip? No. Okay. I remember we all dipped that one time after yeah. that game. I threw up. That was funny. That was awful. Eat with teammates or by yourself? With teammates. Okay. Weirdest snack you've eaten during a game? oh oh i ate a bag of kale what um that was funny too because it was like my first one of the first games at when i transferred to stanislaus yeah and i just was eating a bag of kale were you pitching go no obviously okay. not no, have you ever eaten a snack while pitching i used to have like part of my routine like in game i'd have like a payday yeah and i'd like munch on it between innings like i'd take like one bite or something <laughs> and that was always shitty when like it was a quick inning or something because i had to run out there and i'm like i got payday just rolling around <laughs> Weirdest yeah. snack you've seen a teammate eat in like that's so tough in pro. It'd have to be in pro ball because like in college, like guys would be eating full meals in the dugout. Really? So like just like a cheesesteak. No, literally, <laughs> like yeah, like a cheesesteak or like bro- broke down like the meal prep everything. I don't know, weirdest snack. Nothing like crazy. I don't think anyone's gonna push the extremes. I gotta start bringing that kale back into the dugout. Yeah, dude. How many strikeouts do you have the next game? Oh, not enough. <laughs> it never is enough. Never. Worst food you've had at a minor league stadium, like su- supplied by another oh, team. Oh, there's. I mean, we've had some like bad like fish or something that will like come in and then you just don't eat it. But like the worst consistent one would be like doubleheader usually, and then they'd be like, okay, boy, like they'd bring in chicken breasts, like frozen chicken patty breasts, kind of things, oh. just sitting in water, and it was like just wringing it out over before you throw it on. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll pass on that yeah, one. Yeah, or you just got to put it down, but yeah. That's gross. All right. Tough. Best, like, snack that you've had at the Best party. snack? All right, best best, food. best, best meal, meal provided by- Probably that one I was talking about with the soba the noodles, noodles and the buckwheat soba noodles, the chicken, barbecue chicken skewers with some, like, green onions on there. Yeah, and then that sounds so good. 
there was some really good steak and then the beets and the onions. I wasn't eating, I didn't eat beets like all grown up. And then now I'm like all about it and, <laughs> uh, and some good rice. Oh yeah. That was a good meal. All right. And I guess that brings us to the tip. I was going to come up with a tip, but I actually think you might have a good tip after this whole conversation. Everyone who like listens to this, which is just most of our friends, we're all like mid twenties and we've all had those nights or those weeks or those years where we're like, I think we just drink too much. And it sounds like you've done like a pretty good job of kicking alcohol, if not completely, like a lot, like most yeah, of the way. Yeah. What is your tip for people who want to drink less, but always find some reason to drink more? I don't know. It's a tough situation because like oftentimes like there's a competitive side that I found. So like I like, like you go out and then you start drinking and you're like, okay, like he's drinking more and like <laughs> he, he's getting me another drink or like we're competing here. Like I'm going to have another one. And then it just starts rolling. This just sounds like you and Elliot going out together. (laughs) Essentially, that's what I'm saying. But anyway, yeah. So, like, that's tough. So, like, avoiding, like, basically saying no from the get-go so you don't get into, like, like not saying, like, yeah, because obviously the classic of, like, I'll have one one drink and then it's, like, 10 drinks later. You're like, (laughs) shit. You're like, I'll have 11. It's fine. Right, right. And so it's, like, no, like, not finding, like, not, just not going into it. So, like, my trick was... Just soda water and lime. Okay. It's like, oh, like you got a drink, I guess. But oh, like, so no one's like peer pressuring you at right, the same time. And, yeah. And so you just avoid that, okay. and, which is great. Or just not drinking and being okay with that is always good. And then, yeah, I mean, for me, like I love kombucha now. So like I'll just pound those. And Isn't then, there alcohol in that? There's like, a little bit. <laughs> like it's like whatever. I, I mean, it's just from like the ferment- yeah. fermentation process. But I think it's like less than 1%. So that works really well. And then just also getting if you're consistently getting drunk commit to something early the next morning oh and then go call. do it like this and podcast then, right or but i'm saying like early. or at like 5 30 in the morning or like four i mean oh I know, like sign up for like a, a zumba class or, or some shit. yeah or just like your friends like hey like i'm like we're gonna go work out tomorrow at five so like you gotta wake up 4 30 or whatever to like be Jeez. there and so you're like okay like sounds good and then you wake up and if you're feeling or you're not going to bed and rolling into the workout, like that's going to be pretty hard. And you're not <laughs> going to want to do that again. Right. Or like I remember last off season, I decided to go drinking one night and like one of the nights in the year. And I told my friend that I would go surfing the next morning. And so yeah. like woke up at six to go surfing, went to bed at like three. And then you get up to go surfing. And you're like, OK, this is probably a big mistake but like got there and was drown <laughs> ended up sitting in the water for like five hours and uh yeah so i mean like, that'll kill right. a hangover real quick ocean yeah water? oh yeah 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 so it was good a, a ranger like paddled out because the tides had shifted uh-huh. in the time that i'd been out there i was out there so long <laughs> and he's like dude you've been out here for a while like you're all right like he, yeah, was just, just he was just done with work and with surfing i was like yeah man i'm just trying to relax a little bit like <laughs> just trying to kick this hangover yeah so it was good though it was kind of it was awesome though kind of like i went up and like had some coffee that i had picked up along the way somehow mm. and like sat there and just sit my coffee and like watched some waves for a while That's and tight. like it was really cool though and like after that i was like yeah i don't really need to drink the rest of the year and like didn't really so it was like nice that was pretty sweet all right well i appreciate you coming on for this episode thanks for having me man as always, you can find us at MuckBangable on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, you can email us at SoMuckBangable at gmail.com. We are on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, etc. Make sure to leave a five-star, or you don't have to leave a five-star. You can leave a one-star if you really want to, if you want to be a dick about it. 
But make sure, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, because we're, we're just all about having people know what's up. Joe, you got anything you want to pitch, promote? You can follow Joe at <laughs> Joe Ryan Experience on Instagram. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's like, funny. I just realized I said, do you have anything you need to pitch? And yeah. That's the only thing you pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, n- nothing to pitch. Just follow the podcast. I think it's, um, it's awesome what you're doing. It's really cool. And I'm definitely a fan of that. So keep Sweet. doing it. Yeah, again, thanks for coming on. And peace out, Muck Gang.